0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the New Hollywood Podcast. I'm flying solo on this one. Amanda is currently at TCA. What a, What is TCA? TCA is a television thing where people go and talk about television.
1: Is it an <laughs> annual event? Because I feel like it happens ten times a year. It happens twice a year. Twice a year. Okay, once for right.
0: fall, but it, but it lasts like two and a half weeks or something. Okay, that's probably why it seems like it's happening like 10 times a year. Constantly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but this episode is not TCA. It is for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood actor Mike Moe, who plays Bruce Lee. And me and David b- both saw the film, which is, it's a very interesting movie. I thought right? it was great. Yeah. It's a very I, interesting. It's,
1: it's different, I think, than a lot of his other work. Quentin Tarantino, yeah. not Mike. Um, yeah. yeah. Because it's really a hangout movie, and it's not very hangout movie. Like you just chill. Is that what? What? what do you I mean? thought so. Yeah, I thought you seen
0: hangout movie. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> like Richard
1: Linklater makes hangout oh, movies. Okay, you know, that makes sense. it's okay. kind of people having a good time, talking, shooting the shit. Like it's a like a slice pod- of life. It's like a visual
0: podcast. Yeah. You know, yeah,
1: because it's just basically
0: about what they follow Sharon Tate's character. I don't want to give too much away about that. But also, they touch. Like, it's not a
1: secret that there's like a Manson element in it, right? Because
0: it's Sharon Tate. Is that well, a secret?
1: No, I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sharon Tate has, you know, is, you know, embroiled in this yeah. history, this Hollywood history with Charles Manson. Yeah. And I feel like the interest in those murders has really upped in recent years. Oh, because of those, the Zach. Uh... No, is that that Zach? That wasn't Zach Efron, was it? Well, Zach Efron, but that wasn't Manson. That was um, Ted Bundy. Okay, I get but, I get my serial killers confused. I'm but sorry. there was um, a season of American Horror Story where they recreated the Manson murders, uh, and with Billy Eichner as the as Tex. Um, oh it's a yeah, great, I remember that. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, but I just think there's general interest in, in general around it. And by the way, a quick deadline plug: Mike Fleming, our uh, editor in chief, gave yes. an, a really incredible interview with, with, with Quentin yeah. about this movie, and uh, it's a really interesting piece of work. I, I yeah. love the movie. Yeah. And then, and in, in the movie, Mike plays Bruce Lee. And if you don't know who Bruce Lee is,
0: <laughs> then I don't know what to do. Uh, and iconic. It, he's, he's, he's he's a iconic, legend. Yeah. He's an icon and and he's a, not only in martial arts, but you know, in pop culture. Um, we kind of d- dive deep into his portrayal of uh, uh, of Bruce Lee because of his past, like Bruce Lee's past portrayals. They're, they've been, you know, either problematic or not enough, not too much.
1: And I think with Mike, he just wanted to honor a hero of his. yeah,, yeah. you know, listening to your conversation with him, yeah with every minute that went by i was like oh my gosh this guy mike mm-hmm. was the perfect person because for he's this so role. zen and he's like he's
0: like so thoughtful and the the fact that he just said like water which is basically mm-hmm. a a bruce lee you know saying like he said he just wanted to flow like water and just kind of fill this kind of space where he's supposed to play this or he plays this icon and and we talked about, of course, we, we touched on the stereotypes that that like, go go along with, or not the stereotypes, but uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, no, yeah. yeah, you
1: you you asked a great question about just how martial arts oh, is, yeah. can be uh, sometimes a caricature, mm-hmm. especially in American culture. Mm. I grew up thinking of like you know martial arts as you know karate being that, kid, yeah, yeah karate Prank kid, kid, yeah. yeah. And it really is a kind of art, and uh, it's it was great to hear his perspective because on that as somebody who ha- who yeah, owns a martial arts studio.
0: Yeah, he is for for everyone who doesn't know, Mike Moe, he he's actually a martial artist, and he owns and I didn't know he 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 lives in Wisconsin, and he kind of travels back and forth to L.A. He's a father of three, and he owns his own studio, and he was I think he said he was a martial artist first, and then kind of like spilled into being an actor. So. He knows his shit in terms yeah. of martial arts. And I think he was the perfect person to embody this role. And we just, we really did talk about how he got, he mentally prepped for this role, how he prepared for the criticism he, that he would probably receive, and just, you know, just playing this icon in this very vast Tarantino
1: tapestry of an old Hollywood film. He's yeah. only in, uh, I think, two scenes, uh-huh. but one of the scenes that he's in is in the top three scenes of the entire film. Oh, like it, it's one of the great moments I think of the movie. It's, is it the one where
0: he showed it's,
1: it's the one well, they show in the trailer, right? I, I have not seen the okay. trailer. I, I like going into movies as fresh oh, okay. as possible as I, you know, think our podcast audience likes yes. going into it knowing very, because you should just go see it. It's the type of movie where it's almost impossible to spoil because not a ton of, There aren't like really any twists in the movie. There's just fun moments that I think are uh, great to see.
0: And there is like things to spoil in the movie, especially. Well,
1: I try not to. I don't even like to say here this part can be like spoilerish, just because that way people can go in fresh and just be you know enjoy. Yeah, because like
0: there's one thing I want. I want to say, but I always avoid saying it because I think it will spoil the movie. But so I won't say it. But it, it's, I think it's an interesting movie, and I think Mike's portrayal, he did justice to Bruce, I think. Uh, and I after talking to him, I do appreciate how thoughtful he was of not making this a, a, a typical Bruce Lee, kind of, you know, a riff on Bruce Lee. Because he said he studied, like, for two months. Yeah. Uh, and he's known about Bruce Lee for, for a long time. So, but Mike Moe is great. He, we look forward to seeing more of him. He's very zen. He's very super chill. nice guy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, without further ado, here is Mike Mo. Mike Mo, thank you for coming onto the New Hollywood Podcast. You're welcome. It's good to be here. Yes. Star of the the upcoming Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This this episode will come out right before, but. You know we on New Hollywood, we like to kind of get into your origin story mm. and um so you're you were you are a martial artist, mm-hmm. but was it like being were you a martial artist first and an actor or was like acting always like in in the cards for you how how did that how how
2: were you balancing that in your head I think it was both i mean uh-huh. I was very um affected and very influenced by pop culture as uh-huh. a kid you know as a as a you know, Asian-American kid, my parents didn't speak English mm-hmm. very well, so what did I learn from? I learned from TV shows, mm-hmm. movies, video games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, Street Fighter, all these things. Mm-hmm. That made me wanna be those characters on the screen. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was always performing little shows for my family and doing the moves, so it was a little bit of both, but the first thing that I formally got into was at 12 years old martial arts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so your your parents immigrated here, yes, correct?
0: Yes. So you're your first gen. Mm-hmm. Um, w- did you go through that typical immigrant talk with your parents in terms of your career? You know how a hmm. lot. You know, <laughs> you know, there's that typical talk. Like we talk about this with all of our guests. Like surprise, yeah. you know, we have a lot of people of color, a lot of immigrant from immigrant families, sure. and it's always the we want you to be a lawyer, a medical field, doctor, engineer, did you, were your parents, was your family supportive of you when you said you wanted to go into acting or was it kind of a, like a push and pull kind of thing?
2: Yeah. So I have an older brother who's, you know, seven years older than me. Mm-hmm. So I really credit him with taking the brunt of a yeah. lot of that <laughs> burden. Right. Yeah, 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 Cause he was very much like, you know, he was the first son and mm-hmm. my parents, you know, Korean American, uh, mostly. And then they. They said, hey, this are the expectations. This is our idea of success and what we want you to follow. And then I came along seven years later after, you know, they had kind of gotten used to the states and what it was like. And I don't know if it was me not putting as much weight into what they wanted me to be or if they just knew, like, oh, he's not going to follow what we're going to say anyway. So, yeah, there was definitely that push, like planting ideas. Yeah, you're going to be a successful businessman. Mm -hmm. You're going to go to... You're going to go to business school, and you're going to become whatever it is. Uh-huh. So when I told them, hey, mom and dad, I'm going to go out to L.A., I'm going to do this thing, it wasn't no. It wasn't upset. It was, uh, uh, but how are you going to support make money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yourself? Because I think for a lot of you know Asian parents, uh, not everything, but I know like there's a little bit of like, how can I talk to my friends about how successful yeah, my, no, that's exactly, my kid yeah. is, you know? And, and I total, to <laughs> totally, totally, you know, and in the most endearing way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, I did feel that, but I'm glad now, now they're cool with it. Of course. So, you know, I, 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 am sure everything would have worked out had I not, you know, been had any success, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, we're all on our own path and they, they, they supported me ultimately.
0: Yeah. I think with immigrant parents, is mostly like, They'll get mad, like even when I wanted to be a journalist, they they were like, All okay, what's plan B? Yeah, and I'll, I was like, There is no plan B, <laughs> but like you said, once you show them that you can make a living off of this, right? And they have this tangible thing where they can see, Oh, he's actually successful. And that's yeah. the thing,
2: I mean, I think that this that's why representation is so important mm-hmm. because our parents didn't see people that were like us mm-hmm. or that looked like us having that success mm. so why would why you know what would give them any idea that we could do it as well if yeah, they didn't yeah. see it so now that you know all sorts of people are busting through now now hopefully their parents can see oh well you doing know, it yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. mike's doing it okay yeah i can see you can do it as well
0: yeah it's it's interesting that I, I really want to know kind of these i guess second generation kids like if they're going through the same thing as we did, or if, you know their parents like parents who were born in the States or like Asian American you know uh, you know kids who are now having kids, you right, know right like, I wonder if they are pushing them to be more of the like I, I haven't heard any stories about second gen because I'm, I'm you know we're first gen, so that's yeah. that's a whole different narrative.
2: Well, yeah. I've got three kids and what I oh can yeah, yeah, what are you gonna <laughs> do? What I can tell you is because I've seen, first hand mm-hmm. um, the pressures that first gens can oh, go through. Yeah. Um, you know, before I had kids, I was I had this idea like, yeah, my wife and I are gonna have kids. All three of them are gonna be super high achieving. They're all gonna be world championship caliber martial artists, mm-hmm. kick ass machines. And yeah, there's no two buts about it. Yeah. But now that I have the kids and I'm, you know, living as a dad and seeing these people grow into like, you know, some days I wonder like whose DNA is that? Oh yeah. You know, in some other days I'm like, "Uh-oh. They've got that trait of me. Oh, I got to watch out." <laughs> but now I'm like, "Look, I don't I don't care what they do. Mm-hmm. I don't care as long as they have a passion for what they do. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to instill in them, I don't care what your profession is. Mm-hmm. Don't think about what your profession is. Think about trying to be the best in the profession mm-hmm. that you can be. Yeah. Because if, And I tell them, like, look, I don't care if you are a computer guy, I don't care if you're an actor, I don't care, whatever job. Mm-hmm. You can find, you know, Great success, great happiness. As long as you are feeling fulfilled mm-hmm. and you feel like you're making a difference, and you know if the money the money will come if if those things are yeah. happening. Oh,
0: have you put them in like mar- any martial arts class? Because they're of that age, right? They, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. they're
2: four, six, and eight. Yeah. And I actually have my own martial arts school. So oh, okay. The tuition's free, so mm. I mean, you got to put them in, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're cool. I mean. Um, they they all have their different traits and i'm i'm super happy that my daughter is actually the one that's going to kick dope. everybody's ass yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like an assassin she looks really cute on the outside I, she'll kick you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
1: So
0: wait, you you grew up in in Minnesota, right? St. Paul. Okay. How how was the Asian community there? Like, <laughs> like well, how was my the, yeah yeah. How was your experience kind of growing up there as as Korean
2: American? Yeah, yeah. In yeah, my yeah. suburb, I yeah. was. I think in my class, I was the only Korean American. Mm-hmm. I think there were other. Um, were there other Asians? There were other Asians, but and there they, were a handful. Uh-huh. Were, yeah, they, were, were people all like, oh, do you know each other? <laughs> oh <no>, really? yeah, <laughs> totally. All that stuff, like, you know, looking back after having spent a great deal of time in Los Angeles, now I look back and I'm like, wow, that was kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? of course. You know, yeah. like, people like, oh, you know, do you know Dr. Kim? <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? That's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even older, like, I remember when, you know, my wife happens to be um, Caucasian, uh-huh. and um, I remember... Just she didn't understand. Uh-huh. She doesn't. She doesn't see color. She just. We were holding hands like when we just first started dating, and we we pull up to this parking lot, and there's this big truck, uh-huh. and it honks uh-huh. really aggressively, and they're glaring at me. Oh wow! Here I am with this, you know, with this woman who's uh-huh. not who's not who's yeah. not Asian, yeah. like and you. she's with somebody that's not of their kind yeah. or whatever. And she was confused, uh-huh. and I said, "No, um, you don't understand." Uh-huh they're they're angry they're not angry so this was insane insane yeah yeah yeah. like like in in a in a nice neighborhood whatever so yeah i mean i I, stuff like that never like surprises me but it always affects me you know what Uh, i'm saying like so it's very interesting but contrasting i love the midwest don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong people are great for the most part Mm -hmm. but you know
0: there's still some growing to do oh absolutely i mean it's like me growing up in texas it's just like I was one Filipino, like, you know, there was, like, one other Filipino, like, the whole entire high school. Yeah. And they're like, oh, are you guys related? Like, <laughs> It would always like, be uh, that. What, what are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or they'd be, I always get confused for, like, Hispanic sure. or Latino or... I've gotten like everything yeah like someone thought i was indian someone thought i was black once I, I, people are just ignorant hey, like like <laughs> like fine art you yeah. don't always know yeah, yeah 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 um so when you first came to hollywood and what was your experience in the industry like what kind of roles were you auditioning for what kind of roles were people putting out for like what was the landscape like when you first started here?
2: so yeah. i I knew coming in, um, you know, I I didn't come from Juilliard. I didn't mm-hmm. come from a, a hugely, you know, rich acting background. Mm-hmm. So I knew, like, I wasn't I wasn't you know naive about it. I said, hey, I need to use my martial arts skill to put mm-hmm. my foot in the door. So I started with. You know, I paid my bills for a long time with ninja commercials. Ninja you know? commercials, and I'm not even, I'm not even uh, ashamed about it because that was my plan. Mm. And I wasn't, and I, and part of the plan was, I'm not d- gonna do this mm. for a long time. I'm gonna use my skills. Um, I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna cut my teeth. Mm. And while while I'm doing that, I'm gonna study acting. I'm uh-huh. gonna I'm gonna get really good at that because at the end of the day, uh, although I started off as a martial artist, like I want to be an actor. Uh-huh. That's what I want to do. So. Uh, that's what I did and you know I I, I'm very glad I made a decision early on and I told my agents like anytime I got uh, a role that did an Asian accent or anything I just told them like look don't send it to me I'm not gonna do it Um, and luckily you know I've played a waiter done some stuff and as an actor there's a fine line like look you need to work but at the same time you want to do work that's gonna Push you forward. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've been I've been very fortunate to to
0: have a, a pathway to where I am mm-hmm. today. Do you remember what was like kind of the first
2: major thing that you booked that you were like, oh, I'm so excited. Oh sure. Like mm-hmm. when I first got here, I think it was four months after I got here. I landed uh, a show called Kamen Writer, which is like a a Japan, a really popular show in Jap- Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they adapted it kind of like what they did for Power Rangers. Okay. And um, I did like. 20 episodes on it, right Right off the oh, right nice. off the bat, yeah, yeah. and I got my SAG card, and here I'm thinking like, wow, this is pretty easy. Uh-huh. I, I get to town, I get my SAG card, I, I got my own trailer, blah, 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 uh-huh. you know, but then after that wrapped, I didn't work for a year, uh-huh. because I thought it would just come to me. Yeah, 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 so yeah. that, you know, that year was very educational. Mm-hmm. You can't just sit back. Um, and, and, you know, looking back, like, that was acting class for me. I look back at some of that stuff. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. I thought I was good. I was not good <laughs> <laughs> at all. But, um, yeah, it's great. I, you know, even the things that I'm bummed out about, like, I'm starting to see, like, I'm thankful for those mm-hmm. moments. Because they, you know, I teach, I teach my students in martial arts. You either win or you learn, mm-hmm. you know, if they compete. You go out there, and you know you should respect yourself for putting yourself out there, mm-hmm. challenging yourself, and win or lose, you're gonna you're gonna come out of it if you can find a learning aspect from it.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of martial arts, it, you're in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Premiere was last night. Yes, I'm still
2: coming off the, uh, <laughs> excitement of the festivities.
0: and it comes out this Friday. Mm-hmm. So this movie, I, I I saw it a couple weeks ago. Um, it's very interesting, and mm-hmm. um, but when you first got a hold of the script, yes, and you got the call and say, "Hey, do you want to play Bruce Lee?" Yeah. Well, first, let's see. What was when you read the script? What was your reaction to this? Or did did they send you the whole script? I, or just I your, didn't
1: your get. Part?
2: I didn't get anything.
1: Oh, you didn't.
2: They wouldn't send me anything. Okay, so they you just went in and be like, "I'm here." I went <laughs> in. I got the material, oh. and then I had like. 12 hours or something uh-huh. to prepare my first audition oh wow yeah very secretive stuff
0: oh okay but so like when you did start filming did mm-hmm. you like slowly realize what the movie was about no i or?
2: mean before i okay. i uh signed on and before i filmed i i had an idea because i was at the table reading with uh-huh. the whole okay, cast okay okay so yeah i had i had an idea oh. and um yeah
0: yeah yeah so like w- I'm going to, we're going to try not to spoil anything on sure. this, on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, what was your reaction? What, what was last night? The first time you saw it or were it first time. Okay. So how, how was that? Like, uh, I mean, as I mean, you're in a Tarantino film. <laughs> that's that's uh,
2: still sinking in. I mean, yeah. um, I've been a fan of Quentin's work for a long time. Um, and also just like, You know who's not a fan of brad or at least knows really well of his work like just to be able to work with those two Mm -hmm. in this project um really great and they were nothing but gracious and welcoming and helpful to me Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's 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 definitely something that's um i'm 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 kind of pinching myself over still
0: yeah i mean like in in Wait, so like in the movie, this is not really giving anything away because it's shown in the trailer, right? Right. You know, you and Brad Pitt's character get to fight each other. Mm -hmm. Um, How was like,
2: like, so was it both of you for real fighting? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So that was us. I mean, we did a lot of training, and um, you know, Quentin was adamant that both of us do the fight we we both had our stunt doubles and they helped us immensely throughout the training process uh-huh. you know working the choreography training with them so it took an entire team effort uh-huh. but yeah that's me and Brad up there trading trading it and uh, yeah I mean yeah. when to go back to your point like when I first found out how Bruce would be involved I was like whoa this is this is uh this is heavy stuff because Bruce is to me he's he's yeah he's a, he's legend. to me he's everything yeah yeah, yeah you know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying so yeah it's um, it's 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 an undertaking mm-hmm.
0: for sure so when you, when you saw the movie what like what was your reaction like what do you what do you hope or what did you get out of this movie like there's a lot going on in the movie yes like what did you get out of it and you know how do you think you know you mentioned a little bit how bruce lee kind of factors into this like really elaborate Old Hollywood tapestry, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, the film is about 1969, Mm -hmm. and um, you know, Bruce at that point hadn't kind of become the global superstar that we know him now.
0: Was it like that? Was like Green Hornet? Green
2: Green Hornet days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, I the fact that he was on an ABC show. Mm -hmm you know, before he was doing these big movies, that's kind of cool to think about like, wow, he was just kind of like, that was a big breakout role for him yeah, on, yeah. on TV. So, you know, he's finding his way, he's trying to make his mark. And, you know, in my studies of Bruce, like, look, I know him as the legend and so many people do, but you really learn like this guy, you know, as, as, he's like for me he's the goat of martial arts yeah, and action yeah, of actors course. but you learn like look he was human and he had he had challenges in this industry and he had to break through so many misconceptions so many stereotypes um, you know even with Kato like wearing the mask mm. and being the sidekick so um, i think it's cool that quentin put him in the film because he's a big part of 1969 mm. he's very iconic and you know i think you know, I I know for a fact Quentin has a love for Bruce and it's you know a lot of love for sure. Mm-hmm. With So like with Bruce Lee, I mean
0: he's of course he's an icon. Um I only could imagine kind of the pressure you were <laughs> under. I mean how worried were you like when you were like oh, I mean I'm, I'm sure it was exciting for you at first and you're like oh you get to play Bruce Lee and then kind of when it sinks in were you like oh, oh shit. I have this weight on my shoulders now to kind of do good yeah, by totally. this like this legacy. Look, I yeah. mean,
2: um, anytime you have, you know, Bruce Lee in a film, people are going to scrutinize it. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I felt some pressure, but at the same time, um, I was excited to get to work because this has been a dream of mine to to be able to do anything Bruce-related for a long time, and he's, he's a hero of mine, and, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, he... Nobody nobody can be Bruce. Yeah. So, I just I just got to work and did the best I could and mm-hmm. you know, hopefully people will see that work that I did put in.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um and like, you know, you know, because Bruce Lee is this icon, this legend and like his likeness is used everywhere, his yeah. mannerisms his mannerisms are him. Like mm-hmm. we see him and like even in the movie, you know, you mentioned that he was the only asian in this space this yes. like space that's predominantly white in tv and film mm-hmm. and there are times when he comes off as a little bit cocky but it's kind of like he had to be that way right Look, you think
2: so i mean he he was cocky yeah, in the yeah. best way i yeah. mean like i think he did need to cut through a lot of yeah. that that bull you know mm-hmm. you know so absolutely like if he was just this docile oh you know like the stereotypical quiet, yeah, yeah. right then yeah, that, who would know who bruce lee is yeah. nobody and i mean like he was he was funny he mm-hmm. was he had this sharp wit about him he was so charmingly cocky mm-hmm.
0: yeah it wasn't like a douchey cocky no, it was and more I mean, of like a you know like oh hey i'm here and i'm here to take my space because this is belongs to me totally kind of
2: totally thing, yeah. and you're right like he he had to cut through a lot of that mm-hmm. that noise mm-hmm. and and I don't think it and and for sure it wasn't him playing that up he mm-hmm. just accentuated that part of his personality that's already there mm-hmm. because we would have all been able to tell if it was a phony act that he was yeah. putting on he was he was authentically Bruce mm-hmm. with um and you know of course like his mannerisms
0: they're they're a little bit outsized you know when he, especially when he's working out and you portray that as well mm-hmm. um there are a lot of impersonations of him that come off far too much like a caricature like in film and tv but like i said that it was just him you know yeah um how mindful were you of that when you were doing this like you know what kind of line were you you were I, i would imagine you were kind of straddling this fine line and being bruce lee and not going too far, but, like, getting there, like, kind of staying in that pocket. Like, how mindful and thoughtful were you of just kind of paying homage to this this man?
2: Right. And, you know, you're right that there is a fine line. Mm. It could, could, especially in a film helmed by Tarantino where the unexpected is expected, it could totally be something that's, you know, a little too much. Mm -hmm. So I, you know— I'm glad that I had a good two months mm-hmm. to really, really, really dive in. Otherwise, it would have been just like, okay, give me the script. I'm cast. Two days later, I'm filming. That's all you could do is mm-hmm. go off what you see. And since I had two months, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to learn every single aspect of the littlest details of his life. And when you can do that deep dive as an actor, some of those things just manifest. Mm. Like when I was watching it last night for the first time, I remember, wow, I don't remember doing that movement or I don't remember thinking about do this or do that, but I just saw it and and I think it came out and it was just me being in the scene, you know, doing my best to channel him. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, And um, did you do, yeah, were you like you were mindful of it and like were there moments where you were just like oh, okay what were you trying to avoid when you were portraying Bruce Lee
2: I don't think I was trying to avoid anything I mm. think I just um, every every time I would uh, get into character before a take mm. I would I would do you know this this thing you can't see me but mm. I'm you know doing this this thing, oh yeah, yeah, his know. his move, yeah, yeah, and, and and I always just repeated the mantra, "Be water," because mm. oh, that's you know, him, yeah, 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 yeah be yeah. water. Like mm. uh, Quentin will throw a, a curveball, and you got to go with it. You mm. can't say, "Well, I thought of it this way." Mm. You can't do that on this set. So yeah, it was expect the unexpected, and mm. I was prepared. Um And you know, it's it's a Tarantino film, so there's gonna be. You know, some unexpected things, oh. and there's going to be some controversy f- regarding the film and whatever. But for me, it's like, hey, I'm going to focus on doing Bruce the oh. best Bruce I can do. Cool. Yeah.
0: Um. And you know, as a martial artist, and martial martial arts is like largely, well, it is like largely a you know an Asian, you know, discipline from origin. Yeah. 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 Um. And it's oftentimes you know attached to, you know. The asian culture and mm-hmm. you know and like i said and a lot of the times it's there's a caricature of it and it's yeah. almost made to be silly at times right 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 and you know you're a professional martial martial artist. what is your perception of the representation of martial martial arts in hollywood and the association association with the asian community because almost like every action film there is some sort of element of martial art and with like shang chi coming out yeah a lot of people are excited and also a little bit okay what 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 are they going to do
2: with sure this? sure sure so like
0: like when do you think martial arts becomes a stereotype and when does it also honor the culture especially with how it's so loosely loo- used in hollywood now
2: i think um you know i do kind of wrestle with that mm-hmm. you know i want to be a martial arts action you know guy I want to be one of the guys like hey if there's a the martial arts acting role I want to be that guy and it's not because You know, I want to fall into a stereotype and that's an easy thing that I can get cast in. Mm. It's just I just happen to love martial arts. And it's what you do. I happen (laughs) to be Asian. And yes, I do fight against like, look, not all Asians I I get upset when people like just assume I know martial arts. You know what I'm saying? You know, I I like to think like, oh, he carries himself like a martial No, they're looking at me and they're saying, Oh, he's Asian. I wonder if he does martial arts. So we definitely have to fight against that, but at the same time, like if there's something to be associated with Asians, I think I think it's super cool that people associate yeah. something that's so badass mm. with Asian people, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, or uh, good at math.
0: I'm horrible. <laughs> I am also terrible at math.
2: Like, that is why immediately, like, mom, dad, I can't follow what you're saying because you're making the incorrect assumption yeah, yeah, yeah. that I'm good at math.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, th- yeah, those kind of – I mean, I guess it's a good stereotype, but, you know, it is this thing where, you know, like when – For instance, when people start, like the one thing when martial arts comes out, or like the topic comes out, the the one thing a lot of people impersonate is the crane kick from Karate Kick. Sure. Which is like, okay... You know yeah that was in 1986 or whatever and it's kind of bullshit and you know totally and yeah. I,
2: and for me like i go through that all the time mm-hmm. like i live in a small town mm-hmm. i grew up in a small town doing martial arts yeah. being one of the only asians so of course i've heard it all yeah yeah i've like know, the wax know, on I've wax doubt- off. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. gosh <laughs> i like you know super cringe and super eye roll yeah but you know it's i leave it to my responsibility to like teach them, like, look, not every, you know, mm-hmm. I happen to be Asian, mm-hmm. but I, you know, not everybody does this. Yeah. Everybody has their the, own thing. And what you see
0: isn't really what it is. Totally. Like, gotta, gotta, yeah. A lot of
2: people don't realize it's, it is a discipline. And, yeah. And I don't know if you have, you, and you know, I come from the Midwest, so I used to have, like, this angst, like, oh, well, people are making a certain comment or a certain action towards me because I'm Asian American. Mm-hmm. But... And I and I'd get offended a lot. Like, mm-hmm. oh, how dare this person say, are you related to this person? Or do you know martial arts? Or what? You know, yeah, what, yeah, I, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? I used to get angry about that. Mm-hmm. But now I look back, and because I've been been able to travel, I've been able to experience life in so many different ways, and now with my perspective as a father, like a lot of it comes from just not knowing better. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah. Some people, yeah, absolutely, they have some... They have some venom, and they, they have some hatred, and mm-hmm. you can tell. But some people are just being silly because mm-hmm. they don't know any better. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you call them out on it, which later in life I started doing,
0: then, then they they're realize, like, oh, my God, yeah. I'm so sorry. There are those people who have that vitriol with, like, with those stereotypes. They're, they're out to attack you. Right. And then there's those who are just ignorant.
2: And, and at this point in my life, I, f- I feel more pity towards that mm-hmm. than I do anger. Mm. Cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, what's next for you? So, you, you, you play Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. Now, what's what's next? Like what, uh, what other projects do you have coming up?
2: So, I actually had another movie premiere over the weekend at Fantasia Fest called Killer Man, which is um, uh, mm-hmm. starring Liam Hemsworth. Oh, So, nice. that one's coming out yeah. later on in August. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading scripts right now, uh-huh. so my team has been... It's been great. Uh, anytime you get to work with Tarantino, I think it opens up the world a little bit. So, uh, I've been having fun reading some scripts, and oh. there's some stuff that... Uh, we're working out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I'm looking for another cool character. I mean, I got to play Ryu. Mm-hmm. Now Bruce th- here. <laughs> I don't know what's next,
0: so we'll see. Um, is there... Um, wait, oh, so would you ever want to direct, produce, or, or are you kind of like focusing on acting?
2: I right used next? to say a hard no. Uh-huh. But now, uh-huh. you know...
0: Now, yeah, you...
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and say, uh, well, I've been acting for enough. I can just walk into directing because mm-hmm. now I know, like, I've seen Quentin direct, and mm-hmm. it's like uh, that guy has <laughs> something that most people will never have, you know. So, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is, never say no. Yeah.
0: Do you do? Do you like do fight choreography as well, or a little bit? Okay. I
2: mean, obviously, uh, to be honest, I enjoy doing it Instead more of like, than yeah, making yeah. it but i can it's oh. not something like if i told you that i'm super skilled as skilled as i am in making it mm-hmm. like an action choreography, because it's a com- completely different thing yeah, yeah, yeah you know some people assume like oh well do you know you're a fifth degree black belt champ blah 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 yeah, yeah. uh you must be able to teach like, how to do it yeah yeah it's like, not it's like, it's
0: like dance choreography. it's, not, yeah, the yeah, 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 it's yeah, not the yeah, same
2: it's not the same so You know, there are people that can teach and there are people that can do and Mm -hmm. they don't always intersect.
0: Yeah. Is there... So, like, of course, you know, you do martial arts, but is there a kind of role that you want to tackle that, you know, you haven't in the past or that it's kind of unexpected?
2: I would love to do... I mean, I've been fortunate to have roles that have nothing to do with martial arts, Mm -hmm. and those are actually, whether big or small, those are roles that I'm very proud of Mm -hmm. because it's kind of showing, proving to myself, like, I don't have to lean on... Kicking and punching to uh-huh. book roles. Uh-huh. So that's something I'm looking for. I'll, I'll, you know, I have a ton of fun doing action, and that's oh like God. what blood you know, boils my blood, but I would love to do like a comedy. Just or a something? straight up comedy. Like, oh, or a straight joke. up <laughs> straight up drama. You know? Mm. Um now I'm starting to read for and be considered for like romantic leads, which blows my mind. Which is which big, is so so cool. But at the same time, it's a deal for the Asian community. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. We
0: we had a uh, Randall Park on and we had this whole
2: conversation. <laughs> oh, yes. oh my gosh. I mean I was already a fan of Randall but after yeah. always be my
0: yeah. <laughs> no, I think we were just talking about how the Asian male is like kind of coming into it's this, coming cool yeah, it's yeah. kind of like finally they're right? like oh yeah we are not desexualized and you know when henry golding came out that yeah. that kind of helped a lot totally <laughs> but now i mean <laughs> you know, i
2: mean guys he i i'm married but he's he's dreamy yeah you he know? is dreamy. <laughs> he is
0: um well yeah and then randall came on and you know i'm not randall's a good looking guy and and he he's a romantic lead and now you know i, I think they're starting to catch on and be like, hey, you know, yeah, hey, Asian yeah, yeah. men are men who are hot.
2: Totally, and, yeah, and like, showcasing... Like me. Some, <laughs> no, <laughs> sh- no, man, hey, showcasing all sorts of different Asian yeah. men, you know, not just the dreamy, hunky, but also the smart and sensitive and caring yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and badass or whatever it yeah. is. And they're like, not
0: just nerds anymore totally. or,
2: or, or sidekicks. And or, if they are, yeah. that we can show that that can be sexy as yeah. well. Yeah, they could take off their glasses way. and then they turn hot right. you uh, know why are you taking your shirt off uh, <laughs> this is kind of weird okay we'll roll with i do it. that a lot uh, <laughs> on this podcast guys um.
0: we, we like to kind of wrap up the podcast with th- this section called the facts where we just ask kind of these fun squ- fun questions about your life we dive deep into it not really but um so like the first question we have is uh what was the last thing you binged
2: um big little lies oh
0: did you are you caught up with
2: this caught season? up i i didn't watch the first season my you know i wasn't i wasn't like you know wait so you just last, watched the se- second season but not the first I, and i got hooked episode one season oh. two so now that season two's done oh. uh, i might you're go gonna back rewind back you're we'll we'll gonna see go it. meryl mm. streep in that Oh mm, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. um
0: so you played ryu in a street fighter web series right yes I'm wearing a, a Street Fighter shirt. You guys can't see it.
2: I wore it especially for you, Mike. <laughs> I, and, I, and I called it out and I appreciated it. Thank you. And I feel 14% more comfortable in this room because <laughs> of it. But who was your player of choice when you did play Street Fighter? I, I swear I'm not just saying it. It was Ryu. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the fireball, you know? I could never get the fireball. I never right. had the dexterity. And um, when I finally got it, mm-hmm. that's the only move I would do. Because it's, on my, it's actually on my Haru-ken. shirt, right? Yeah. It's this. That, that's actually the that's, shoryuken. That's the uppercut. Oh, that's yeah. the upper. Oh, but yeah. no, because they're doing the uppercut. Yeah.
0: I think there was another shirt where they're doing the fireball and they have Yeah, that. totally. Um, which, which character did you... Refuse to pick, or you know, the hardest one to control. Do you think mm. uh, on the
2: street um, I role? never really got into Zangief, the giant uh, yeah. Russian wrestler. He was pro really wrestler. slow. Right? It was, you know, he's, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I like to use speed mm-hmm. in life and in game. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's powerful, but didn't appeal yeah. to what i liked he, i like you know he was the uh, halls of like but his his was he,
0: he was a difficult one to control oh yeah too. Yeah, yeah yoga yeah. yeah the yoga fire yoga flame yeah uh, um so which tv show or movie in your past or or you know before made you feel seen for the first time
2: Ooh. well as much one. as i loved common writer uh-huh. I don't think I was <laughs> seen on that. Um, or like a
0: TV show that you watched as a kid or like, you know, your, your formative years. Right. No, I think, like, I think, I um, think. Like a character you related to.
2: I think when people saw me as Ryu, like uh-huh. th- that, that kind of got, won me some, you know, a niche, a niche of uh, uh-huh. a section of fans uh-huh. that are loyal to that game. And for me, that felt like I knew it wasn't like a huge project, uh-huh. but for my personal childhood uh-huh. and, you know. I have so much love for for that and everybody that I um got to work with. So that that made me see myself. Oh, okay. That oh. Makes cool. sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um
0: do you have a secret obsession, TV show, film or otherwise that people would be shocked at something that you like that people would be shocked?
2: Um <laughs> um I'm trying to play it in deep. my head like <laughs> this is uh so I've seen a couple episodes, and this is not that I like. Mm-hmm. This is like train wreck I couldn't stop watching. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. I I don't understand The Bachelorette. <laughs> I watched a couple episodes, and I was like, this is kind of like Jerry Springer. Mm-hmm, yeah. You like Jerry Springer because, like, wow, these people's lives are so crazy. It makes you appreciate your no, life yeah. a little bit more. And, and The Bachelorette makes me appreciate the fact that I never really dated around a lot I found my <laughs> wife and I was like she's the one and I uh, yeah if that's what dating is like oh man well it,
0: well that's a,
2: yeah that's oh god that, so that show yeah I I tried
0: watching it a couple times too I'm let's like, talk oh. about something else um, <laughs> um so yeah we'll we'll, we'll move on for, from your obsession with The Bachelor. No, uh, strike that.
2: It's not an obsession. I saw, you know, parts of it. You saw a couple episode, episodes. And I've and you, seen enough. And I you just, were just like, oh, okay, I get it. And people might be surprised <laughs> that I even dedicated an episode. So it's I promise it's over. Um, if you could play any other character in any other Tarantino
0: movie, which one would it be?
2: Oh, in past releases? Yeah. Oh,
0: gosh. Or, like, even just, like, a
2: favorite uh, character that you enjoyed. Hmm. Man, Samuel L. Jackson. I hope I get to work with him someday. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Jules. Oh, yeah. Manfield of is, course. You know.
0: That's iconic. He's so good. Yeah. Um, and then we ask this question to uh, the final question we ask to all our guests. Is there an underrepresented voice in the industry that, you know, like an actor or a writer, or producer or some sort of creator that you think even deserves more shine that they're not getting, you know, enough? You know, it, they're they're not in the mainstream, but you think that they could use more shine.
2: Oh man, there are so many. I know you're, right, you're yeah. making me choose one. Well, you
0: can list you know as many as you want. Um, just as long as we're not here for like, look. An hour I
2: I I I don't know if you've seen. Have you seen Burning? Yes. Obviously, Stephen Yun is y- is yeah. is not unknown. Mm-hmm. But, but I yeah, I his agree, yeah. performance in that film, like actor to actor, mm-hmm. I messaged him. I was mm-hmm. like, dude, that was incredible. That movie, yeah. And um, you know, he's he's on his way already. Obviously he's he's super successful, but I mean I wish that kind of film could be seen by people that aren't looking for mm-hmm. Asian centric film. Yeah, like, yeah. That film That film was gorgeous uh, and
0: and like tragic and just it, so yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah.
2: And he, you know, I, I yeah, he's great. Mm-hmm. So I I would love more people to see that film.
0: Yeah, I think Steven Ewan is he was on our podcast too. Uh uh he's people know him, but I don't think they know him enough and like kind of see his talent. Sure, yeah. yeah There's yeah,
2: so yeah. many there are so many talented people that, you know, I don't I, I hate to use the word luck, but mm. I mean given the right timing, given the right preparedness and and um, you know, circumstance, yeah. That's the cool thing about you know, Asian-American median media, and, media and, uh, and all sorts of people, you know, mm. LGBT. Like, there are so oh, many yeah. talented people. That just don't they, get they seen. They just need that thing mm. that aligns with the stars, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, Mike, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, out soon. Friday! Friday. This Friday. Yeah, this Friday. Yeah. So thank you for coming by, Mike. Thanks for having Congratulations. me. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Thanks.